You're listening to the Women for Greatness podcast, episode 17, hosted by Serena Hess. In this episode, you get to meet my friend, Kaylee Garber. I met Kaylee through Instagram because she's this amazing and beautiful Instagram model. She was fun and through her Insta stories, she would let her personality shine and I was drawn to her. Her responsibilities in life include being the marketing coordinator and administrative assistant at the Psychiatric Wellness Center in Bakersfield. She's also the secretary for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. She's a counselor for the suicide crisis hotline. She has a minor pizza obsession and she's an Instagram model. But there's more to her story than what we see on the Instagram squares. A few years ago, she was in a major car accident that changed her life. She shares what it was like being in an abusive relationship and how caring people sometimes get taken advantage of. She shares her experience of couch hopping, living at friends' houses, living in campsites and in her car, and how she went from that terrible circumstance and situation to now living a life she loves, doing amazing things, engaged to her fiance, and having two adorable puppies. Kaylee shares the transformation of her life from the lowest of lows to now where she is, a place where she loves her life. I can't wait to share with you the amazing story behind this beautiful girl because sometimes an Instagram caption cannot tell you the whole entire story behind someone. I'm so blessed and grateful that Kaylee came on the show. Her story will inspire you and leave you feeling empowered. Like, okay, she got through that. I can get through this. She's motivating, inspiring, and just a phenomenal person. If you haven't already, go and follow her, Kaylee Garber, at Instagram. And yeah, guys, buckle up, because this show is so good. So Kaylee, thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Okay, so talk to my audience about who you are and what you do with your life right now. Okay. Well, <laughs> I love naps. No, my, um, so I'm 25. I work at the Psychiatric Wellness Center here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, started there three years ago in reception, moved my way up, and now I work as a marketing coordinator and administrative assistant there. Mm-hmm. So I do that. A little bit of modeling, pizza modeling, whenever possible. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a few musicals. That's always fun. Um, and I am currently engaged to a beautiful man, and Yay. we're getting married in May. So we live with our two puppies, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. No, I love your pizza obsession. It's subtle, but amazing. Um, let me correct you. It is a lifestyle. <laughs> For all of you listening, Kaylee has multiple pictures on her Instagram inspired by pizza. (laughs) Fully. So much love for the pizza. (laughs) So your Instagram bio says, trying to elevate small talk into medium talk. Yes. What does that mean to you? (laughs) So I I really think people stray away from tender topics or, oh, this may may not be accepted well, so I'm not going to bring it up. And there's so many things that mental health especially Mm -hmm. that really should be talked about because simply talking about it really helps alleviate some of the pressures and I don't know stigma behind it so it's just we don't need to get it all the way to you know high talk whatever that may mean (laughs) medium talk is good Mm -hmm. so what's like an example of medium talk or what so 
I personally have become more comfortable talking about suicide and um, what goes behind that and just mental health in general um, when people maybe they they tiptoe around it that would be more small talk or just not bringing it up at all mm-hmm. the media and talk is like hey let's let's get a little little deeper into this and it's fine to talk about and you don't have to stress out about it yeah yeah ever since well since I started following you I saw that and I thought oh that's interesting <laughs> and it kind of stuck with me like I like that because small talk is with strangers and yes. you're like How's the weather? How's exactly. Life? It's my least favorite What's thing. Going? And you're like, okay, this is kind of irritating. Like, let's cut this short right now. <laughs> we all know how the weather is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really like that concept yeah. a lot. I, I love treating even people that are strangers as, hey, let's like, we're gonna become not strangers by talking a little bit more mm-hmm. about things that maybe we shouldn't. My fingers are in quotes. <laughs> in air quotes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so as you mentioned, you model. Yes. You have a full-time job. You're a secretary for the American Suicide Awareness. Yes. American Foundation. Foundation. <laughs> yeah. I like it. American oh. Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Thank you. And you're planning a wedding. Yes. So how do you manage everything in your busy (laughs) schedule on your plate? And do you have any tips for balancing everything? (laughs) So I also just got accepted to be a crisis counselor for the crisis text. Okay, adding something else. Yes, why not? You know, (laughs) who needs sleep? (laughs) So I really, I, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the crisis text line are all as I have time to do it, which it's mm-hmm. important to me, so I do find the time. Yeah. Um, work is I don't get to pick when I go. I'm there. And then wedding planning. It really, I cover my life in sticky notes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I put them everywhere. It's like, okay, well, something little, like I need to get a haircut. I mm-hmm. will forget about it. Yeah. Because everything else I'm doing. So I put a sticky note on my mirror. Get your hair cut. <laughs> I don't take it down until I've done it. Uh, Google Calendar. If I did not put things in there, I would forget my own birthday. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's really just writing things down um, and finding time. I, I really don't like being bored because mm-hmm. I find it very easy to just binge on Netflix. I love it. Yeah. I will eat snacks in bed for 12 hours straight. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're my <laughs> so, spirit animal. <laughs> I love snacks in bed. So I do have to force myself, okay, we're doing this and this and this. And then my in, in my mind, it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, you're tired. Maybe you should nap. No, no, no. So I have, to, I have a battle with myself mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep myself going and, yeah. and doing things that are important. Mm-hmm. Do you find a balance, like, for yourself, for the things that you like to do in the middle of all that, too? Yes. Has um, that been a journey? That has. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot, I think I have a lot of weekends free. So mm-hmm. that's that's typically, I let myself sleep in Sunday mornings. That's yeah. Right. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. <laughs> and then Saturdays, I usually try to get some yoga in. Uh, when it's not a thousand degrees outside, yeah. I try to <laughs> hike. So that's not happening lately. <laughs> or get outside with my dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, something along those lines. Spending time with my family, really, in general. Yeah, yeah. To regroup and refocus exactly and recharge. Because I would lose my mind without yoga and just family time in general. We could be sitting playing cards and that's a perfect recharge for me. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so one of the things that I love about you is you're really goofy. <laughs> True. <laughs> and it's funny because like if someone just saw you 
on your Instagram. It's like, oh my gosh, this girl, she's beautiful. She has like this perfect life, air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Everything looks so amazing. You know, her and her fiance, she has her full-time job. And then you hop on the Instagram stories and you're like, what's going on, beautiful humans? Like you're just (laughs) and you just say silly things. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is a real person. Like you have real emotions and feelings. (laughs) It's like she's not like she's not like this sexy model eating pizza all the time. That's such a not how I am ever. Yeah. So, so, do you have any tips for girls that kind of feel uncomfortable in their own skin and are like afraid to like right. let their self, their personality shine out like how you do? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of when because I get that question every now and then. I'm yeah. Always, you know, how do you? I don't know. I just do it. I one day decided. <laughs> that I was in a grocery store too and I, I didn't want to look weird to someone. I was overthinking everything I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is the point of this? When am I gonna see these people again? And I started just dancing in that aisle and I was just being <laughs> weird and, and it was it felt great. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're gonna do this more often. So everywhere I go, I don't care who's around, I'll say whatever I feel like, I'll do a little dance move, how whatever I would do if I'm home alone. Yeah. Um it's really empowering. You really kinda I mean it you don't have to be a super goofy person. Just whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. set it free. And it's kind of you. Once I started really letting my personality shine, I, I started drawing in people that were like me and kind of yeah. finding my tribe, I suppose. Yeah. So that's been, yeah, I'm just weird everywhere I go. And it's worked <laughs> out so well. <laughs> have you always been that way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ever since I was a child, um, we used to, me and my sister, put on either Britney Spears shows. Um, <laughs> up until I was probably 13, I had no shame in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Britney Spears fan for life. And <laughs> we would do different, we would always put on Christmas shows for mm-hmm. my poor parents that were just so sweet about it. And everywhere we went, I was like, oh, I have to be a different person out yeah. in public. This yeah. is only, I can only be, I don't know why. So <laughs> as I got older, I said, no, no, no. I'm setting the rules now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Was it that grocery store moment where you decided that, like, specific, just, like, to change your entire... <laughs> and it was really late at night, so I was also, it was a lot of sleep deprivation, I would say, that it was like, I don't care, YOLO, and just set it free, and then from then on, I I like doing it, <laughs> especially because when I'm around people that do not let them their yeah. real self show, mm-hmm. they get so embarrassed, and I love it, because it's like, you shouldn't be... That you're, they get embarrassed yes. that you're doing something yeah. like that. So with my fiance, especially, I really try to embarrass him. It's impossible. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't get embarrassed, and he can't embarrass me. So we just have fun everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so what has been the transformation for you in your life from the time when you were 20? What did your life look like then to where you are and what it looks like now? All right, friends, we're going on a journey. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, uh, let's see, right right when I graduated, really, I had to make the decision. My mom decided to move back to California. So, at this point, my whole family is in California, and I had my mom, siblings, and myself in Oregon. Mm -hmm. So, she said, she's moving home. You can come with or you can stay. I made amazing friends there, and I said, you know what, I'm going. I'm going to stay. I'm going to figure out a way. Um, I had a job every summer since I was 15, so mm-hmm. I had saved a little bit of money, but uh, was working, started saving as much as possible, got a car, apartment, whole thing, stayed there. That got rough after a while, years How later. How at the time? Um, 18. 18, so I had, and you had a job and a car <laughs> in your own apartment. <laughs> yes. Dang so I, I'm really amazed, because I, I mean, I was having cans of olives for dinner sometimes. <laughs> 
random things like that. I was like, I like olives. I'm just going to eat these. Suddenly, the whole can was gone, and I was full. I was like, well, that was dinner. Good night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so <laughs> it was definitely a journey. Uh, it was lonely at first, too, because I'd never yeah. lived alone. Mm-hmm. So I was watching Hercules on repeat because it was like, I love this movie. This makes me happy. So I ended up staying with friends, and then I was like, I don't need my own apartment. I'll just stay with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what happened with that. And then, right, as soon as I decided to get rid of that apartment, it was couch hopping, uh, living with friends, sleeping in my car, and sleeping in tents, just kind of all over the place, which was scary, but I didn't think about it much at the time. Yeah, how long kinda... did that go on for? Mm, that went on for, I would say, a year before I found, maybe a little less than a year, before I found somebody to roommate with. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted for about six months, and then I was couch hopping again, oh that didn't gosh. work out. Mm-hmm. I was probably almost 20 at this point. In the midst of all this, I had met someone at 18, mm-hmm. uh, very sweet at first, and that, was, that became a very scary situation. He was addicted to drugs, so yeah. he was a very loving soul, but he would, I didn't know he was on drugs, so all of a sudden he was just really mean, and I was like, oh, it was happening. So six months in, I decided, oh, I'm going to stay, help him out, this will be okay. And that was a on and off, but part of the reason that I ended up going back to couch hopping yeah. um, is because he would get angry and kick me out and lock the doors. So mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm going to go find a friend to stay with because <laughs> I'm not going to sleep in my car in winter. Yeah. It's a little cold. So that was that was definitely a journey. And that I, we met, I think I was almost 19 when we met. So And then at 20, I this was when I was living with the roommate for about six months before I went back to that not working out. <laughs> so we went up, um, it was December, so it was, we went up in the mountains, it was snowing. We were at a bonfire, decided I had to work at 6 a.m. Yeah. You know, when you're young, you just don't need sleep. No, <laughs> you just do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll stay up until 2, and then I'll work at 6, it's gonna be good. So I said, okay guys, I really need to go home. We had all been drinking, and it was the driver, and then me in the passenger seat, and then two of my friends in the back. So we, we were driving, and uh, we were now on a corner, and it was icy, so he had slammed on his brakes, uh, didn't stop in time. Mm-hmm. So we were right on a cliff, so we flipped over the cliff. So the, the rest of the story I don't remember. I wasn't yeah. there for. As soon as we flipped and hit the ground, it was instant concussion. Mm-hmm. So there, there goes Kaylee <laughs> for the night. She was out. Mm-hmm. I do remember falling which will never leave me, and I'm terrified of cliffs now. So I remember we were all listening to music, laughing, mm-hmm. and as soon as it's, we started tipping, it's like, the, I don't think the music stopped, but it's like it did. It was yeah. silent. I look over at the driver. He's holding on to the roof, staring at me in pure horror. Mm. He didn't have, nobody had their seatbelts on but me because I'm paranoid. <laughs> and so seatbelt, we flipped quite a few times. It was 200 feet down a cliff is wow. where we ended up. Um, hit a tree, turned around, and continued flipping. Once we landed, everyone got out, and they were like, where's Haley? <laughs> I was still buckled in my seat. Mm. Uh, they, I was concussed, so they ended up, I got slapped in the face because they, they thought I wasn't alive anymore because yeah. I wasn't getting up. So they got me out, but the way the car had landed, uh, they had to get me out of the sunroof because the metal had squished down on, like, an inch away from my face. So if anyone there had been taller, or mm-hmm. bigger, they would be gone. That were that was in the front yes. where you were sitting. Passenger, uh huh. So, so they would have been smushed. smushed. Yeah, completely. The seatbelt is what saved me. Um, it did. From this accident, I got lacerated liver, bruised lungs, 
concussion and I broke my right clavicle. Uh, so that seatbelt definitely broke the clavicle, but if it hadn't have been there, I who knows, I would have hit the metal of the car and mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. I got taken to the hospital. I do remember being carried up the hill. Um, I had just gotten new boots, so I remember my, my boot. Where's my other boot? Go <laughs> okay. get it. No idea what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then somebody that was carrying me, I was like, my stomach hurts. I have a stomach ache. Well, it was my liver, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing against it. Uh, I was in ICU for three days, and then um, I they, they had told me that my collarbone would heal naturally. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So I stayed with my grandma for a while. Um, she helped me so much. Yeah. She helped me shower. Like, let's... That Nana, that love is for real. It's <laughs> true love. Yes. <laughs> so it did not heal naturally, and they had to go back in, re-break it, and put a bolt in, which is still there because I've been putting it off, but I need to get it out. <laughs> so <laughs> that's there. Um, but that was definitely, I couldn't work for a long time. Yeah. That was also pushing the right direction. So I'm always I'm so big on, yeah, something bad may have happened to you, but it's more than likely pushing you to what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Because... After this accident, I ended up moving out with this roommate um, and then got my own house. So, small house, just me and my dog. It was the best. Um, and I couldn't work, so I was home a lot. And so, that that was definitely... It was good. It was good. PTSD from the car accident is still is pretty heavy. But throughout all that, we I ended up trying to get back with my ex and making things work. It would go between he was doing better for himself, so I... Okay, we can try this again. Mm-hmm. He'd do bad again, and I'd kick him out of my life. And so it was It was a really big struggle on that. I ended up moving out of that house. I was going to move to Chile. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm really random. <laughs> Decided I was going to help run a hostel. A oh. friend owned one in Chile. So I got my passport and then realized I'm five foot, not even one, and don't know as much Spanish as I did in high school. Mm-hmm. So I got terrified. I would not have my own bunk. I would have shared. So, <laughs> okay, let's not do that. So yeah. last minute, I had to find somewhere for my dog to go, and I had to get an apartment because mm-hmm. he couldn't be in this apartment. So I ended up rehoming him, which was one of the hardest things mm-hmm. ever. I don't even usually talk about that because it's so – I feel terrible. But he ended up with a fisherman and loves – he loves oh. it. I've seen him since. Mm-hmm. Not pet him at all, but I've seen him, and he's happy. Mm-hmm. So live in apartments – one got broken into and I was robbed. That's scary. <laughs> right after all of this happened. So I moved out of that, moved in with a friend's family. So you got in this crazy car accident. Yes. And then you're living on your own. Yes. And you're living in these apartments yes. and it gets robbed yes. after all this crazy <laughs> stuff has happened. Yeah, the door was kicked down. I wasn't home. Oh, um, that's good. You were home. TV, yeah, right. I That scares me. Um, my TV was stolen and all of my DVDs and then they took my favorite pan from my kitchen. Oh no. <laughs> Not the pan. So <laughs> I moved out of there. And then at this point I was working as at an assisted living home, mm-hmm. um, caring for elderly. So that was something new for me, but I, I was good at it and I liked it. So at this point, I kind of saw that my, my life was kind of taking, it was kind of on pause and I had never really gone in a good direction. So I decided at this point, I need to go back to my family. I need to move back home. It's going to be one of the hardest things I've not ever had to do, but it's going to be hard, mainly because I kept going back to my ex, and it was, I quit numerous jobs because of panic attacks from him. Mm. I lost a lot of friends. A lot of family stopped talking to me. It was 
a very big deal in my life that I needed to it needed to stop Mm -hmm. so I kind of put it in my head okay we're moving home yeah to do that you have to stop talking to your ex so I refused to see him I tried to not ever text him back and I moved home (laughs) and so that was hard leaving all my friends yeah from childhood I've gone I never stayed at a school longer than three years wow so I I'm good at making friends I suppose but it was you had like hey in Oregon I finally had a group of friends that I hadn't been away from so I'm gonna leave you guys like (laughs) this is what I did my whole life but it ended up being the best decision so I moved moved home uh, without a plan, so <laughs> no money saved, no idea what I was going to do, work-wise or life-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, <laughs> whatever, just go with the flow. It works out. <laughs> so ended up weirdly getting a job, or I found a job that was for a nanny. Mm-hmm. So I went to this doctor's office to interview. Well, they were also hiring for reception. Nope. So I ended up getting the reception job. Boom, still there. <laughs> so wow. that's crazy. But I was, I moved back home and I was there for about two months. My ex at this point had become a fisherman mm-hmm. and he was actually about two hours from me um, on a ship trying to get me to come see him. And it was so hard. I said, no, I, I can't. I absolutely can't. We were talking more because I wanted to be friends. I wanted to be there for him because he felt like he had no one mm-hmm. at this point. He had lost a lot of people, his friends and family, just because of his lifestyle. I wanted to be there for him, but not physically. <laughs> not in person, we'll text. I text him one night because he was going home to visit right before his son's birthday. He was heading home on a plane, and I had texted him at, like, I think it was 2 in the morning. But I had asked him, you know, did you make it home okay? I know you were heading home today. Uh, I didn't hear from him. So the next morning, I was like, what in the world? I still haven't heard from you. Like, maybe sleeping in, whatever, I'll just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And then I went to my dad's house to go swimming, just a normal day. I didn't start my job yet, so I was like, I'm going to swim all day and yeah. do nothing. So get tan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beers by the pool. This is going to be good. He uh, never got back to me, and then I got a message from someone. All they said was, I believe Cody's dead. Hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> you don't just say that. <laughs> so I, it was something I had always been scared of, receiving that message. Because mm-hmm. I, I always prepared myself. You never know when it's a drug addiction like that it it could be at any moment did some researching i tried to call him and call him and call him and nothing and so i called his dad and he sent me to voicemail each time so that scared me so i called his best friend i said hey this is the message i received his dad is not answering please help (laughs) yeah call somebody so i sat there just stressing out with my dad looking at me like oh my gosh what is happening Mm -hmm. so i got the call back that and he was just crying. So I instantly broke down. So he had overdosed the night before around, right around the time I texted him. And nobody found him until I think 10 o'clock the next morning. So wow. it, was, it was too late at that point. Mm-hmm. So that was rough. I, to say the least, still can't put into, I will never forget that feeling. Yeah. But can't put that into perspective for anybody unless you've gone through it. It's, it's rough. That was a lot of sleeping in the same outfit for a few days, staying at my dad's house. I didn't eat much. Yeah. It was a long process. So two months later, I was still just not feeling myself. I asked my dad too, because he's had friends pass away. I said, how, Mm -hmm. am I going to feel normal again? Or is this just me now? I really truly had no idea how to handle it. So my dad goes, you know, me and his girlfriend at the time, they're engaged now. 
yay. So <laughs> he said, you're coming out with us. We're going to have drinks at uh, the Mark. They were the doing dueling pianos mm-hmm. happening. So I said, nah, I'm just going to go to dinner by myself. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Stop that. I, by the way, I love dinner by myself. I yeah. bring a book and it's my favorite thing. So <laughs> it wasn't a sad thing. <laughs> but he forced me out and that's, I, I was having a good night. It was fun. It was nice to force myself to have a good time because in turn you will have a good time. So yeah. There's a tip as well. Force yourself to have fun. <laughs> it works. So I was just, I'm a people watcher, which gets me into trouble sometimes. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? Sorry, I'm just yeah. trying to decide what you do for a living. <laughs> like, what do you do for fun? I don't know you and I want to. So I was just kind of scanning the room mm-hmm. and um, I stopped on this god of a human. It looked like Zac Efron, which, by the way, is my celebrity crush still to this day, <laughs> ever since High School Musical. So I decided I'm going to go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was a that was a, a lot of drinking my wine to go back to the bar to get another glass to do that the look and look away. Oh goodness. Like, do you see me looking at you? I'm doing it. <laughs> and that did not work. <laughs> so now I know my uh, fiance is very shy. And mm. he now tells me too, okay, I saw you, but you were with my dad's very young looking. You were with a young looking guy. And two women, you were dressed nice, and you were all drinking wine at a bar. <laughs> I have no idea what this situation is, and I'm not going over to you. So, fair enough. <laughs> but ever since that night, we, it was like instant. I, I knew that we were going to keep hanging out, and it was going to be good. So, mm-hmm. that was, uh, how long ago now? We're 25 now. We live together. It's just, yeah. it's crazy. It's really weird to see couch hopping and all the struggles and stress and blah to just pure happiness yeah (laughs) which is just amazing Mm -hmm. it really is it still baffles me so when people are like how did you go from this i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i just kept smiling and kept going Mm -hmm. i didn't let myself stop and uh here i am (laughs) yeah which part was like the lowest emotionally in like in the story that you just shared or one of the hardest between the car accident and right. then when you found out he passed away so the car accident was hard but just physically hard more than emotionally mm-hmm. um when he passed away that's a feeling i will never be able to explain mm-hmm. but between all of that i do feel like our relationship when we were together and living together and uh, with my ex mm-hmm. it, it was that's the lowest i've ever been i I remember specifically at one point we were in this house that was haunted. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> there were spirits or some invisible people up in there. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'd hear footsteps a lot down the hallway. That's creepy. Coughing. It's like, what is happening? Or someone was living under the house. I honestly don't know. <laughs> but I would wake up a lot paralyzed. Mm. And my eyes, I felt like they were closed, but I could see the room and see what was happening and it felt like someone was coming up behind me. And mm-hmm. I, every time I was like, I know this is a demon. This is something horrifying and I need to wake up now. So I, that happened to me twice. And the last time it happened, I was watching, I had fallen asleep watching a movie with my ex, mm-hmm. was facing him, woke up, but I couldn't move my body, but I wasn't scared. Like mm-hmm. I had him there with me. Okay, at least I'm not alone this time. And then I felt something coming behind me and he was sleeping. Mm. So I was trying to yell at him, help 
and he, I just remember his face was pure horror. He said, you were whisper screaming, <laughs> like whisper screaming at me with your eyes open, but you weren't moving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my bad. So the reason behind that I ended up learning later is extreme stress mm. will cause sleep paralysis. So haven't experienced it since then. I thought I was possessed or something. I said, we need to move out of this house. <laughs> something is trying to take over my body. I have seen movies, man. Go. <laughs> so it ended up, it was just extreme stress. I was seeing a therapist at the time, which it helped at first until she said to me, you are just in a terrible situation. You don't need to see me. Mm. Okay, I agree. It's situational. But don't kick me out. Like, this was... And she told me she wasn't going to schedule an appointment again. So it kind of just left me high and dry. Which, it could have gone a different way. Yeah, I didn't necessarily need a therapist, but I did need someone to talk to. Yeah. What that's for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was was the lowest I've ever been. I I didn't talk to any of my friends. He was very jealous. He was on drugs for this house that we lived in. It was almost constant, so it was it was very stressful so he was very jealous and Mm -hmm. wouldn't let me leave the house or anything like that because who knows what you could be doing (laughs) so and when he needed to leave the house he wouldn't leave me alone because I may call someone over so I was driving him everywhere and just it was it was a stressful time Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was that was definitely as weird as it is because it was really hard when he died like really hard when he died I did not feel I was lost and so many unanswered questions still to this day but being with him was was probably Worse. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't all bad. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mean to talk bad on him at all. We did have good times, but there were a lot of really bad ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think a lot of, like, caring people hurt themselves when they're trying to help someone else? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. We, as a caring person, now I've learned yeah. saying no in a nice way is okay and is good for your soul. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. because... Being a caring person that wants to be there for others, of course, that's a that's a blessing. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. But then the people of the world that aren't the greatest and the most caring will instantly pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And whether they mean to or not, completely abuse it. So they will completely run you dry to mm-hmm. where you, you can't... One of my favorite things is you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So yes, take care of others, but please take care of yourself first. It's, it's really important. Mm-hmm. I, I now know this yeah. <laughs> firsthand. Yeah. But you had to go through all of that to yes. learn. I had to empty my cup completely dry, even fill it with some sand, <laughs> and then to learn that, yeah, you really have to care for yourself. Yeah. Or you can't help anybody else because you aren't helping yourself. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever considered writing a book about your story in your life? <laughs> kind of, because once when people ask me about certain points in my life um I said well how much time do you have because this week it either get really in depth or I can just skim the surface writing a book I've I used to write songs and song lyrics and um poetry Mm -hmm. I actually haven't until you said that but maybe that's a good idea (laughs) (laughs) because when people do ask me so you know what's your story it's like I when I was at um for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention I just went to Washington Mm DC not too long ago Time flies by for me, so maybe it was a while. <laughs> but somebody there, um, everybody there was so open about talking about suicide and, and their story. So um, somebody had asked me at the bar one night when we were all just hanging around, like, so tell me your story. Like, why I'm here now or, like, my life story? He's like, all of it. So we yeah. sat forever and just 
So it's when people ask me, you know, certain things, it's like, it would be nice to hand them a book, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want to seem like I know it all because I sure don't. But mm-hmm. there are things that I've been through that I, I can give really good advice on. So I do love sharing my story because of that reason. Mm-hmm. It's that, hey, if you haven't been through this at all, here's what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> here's the direction to go. Yeah. What's something about yourself that you wish people would ask you? <laughs> What's funny is thinking about just random questions. I love asking people, what's your favorite animal? Or if you could be any animal, what would you be? Mm-hmm. So ask me those questions. I love those <laughs> But I guess people don't really ask how, like you would ask, what was the lowest part? I have never gotten that question before. How, do you, how did you feel during this time? Mm-hmm. It's kind of just people would assume, of course you're down, but like, I guess me being able to give details on how it felt and what happened in certain situations really puts it into perspective. So mm-hmm. those detail questions are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it make you appreciate your life more how it is now? Oh yeah. So uh, I, this is very weird to a lot of people that know me as super happy, smiley Kaylee. Mm-hmm. But my entire life, because of anxiety, depression, and a lot of different factors, I was always very negative. Mm. And still to this day, my mind gets pretty pessimistic. It instantly goes to the bad. But because I've trained myself, only happiness, not only, I'm allowed to cry too, but (laughs) (laughs) to instantly, okay, but Mm -hmm. this bad thing is happening, but what, name three good things. It's just something I've put into my own mind, which Mm -hmm. has been amazing. How do you train your mind like that? (laughs) My first answer is always, I have no idea. (laughs) But it was really just, it was after my car accident Mm -hmm. when I was in so much pain because with a broken clavicle, you can't move your arm, you can't move Mm -hmm. your neck muscles. Like doing this, Mm -hmm. I can't show everybody I'm making my neck do weird vein things. Doing that (laughs) on accident, trying to sit up or something would instantly horrible pain so I was in a sling but it didn't do much so sitting there just pitying myself of Mm -hmm. course you're in a terrible situation what did I do to deserve this going through all those things that everybody goes through yeah and then after I was sitting on that couch I don't even know how long was a long time of I couldn't do anything I uh, taking the pain medication was the only thing that helped obviously but then that would make me extremely nauseous Mm -hmm. um so I was chugging milk to keep my stuff. I don't even want to drink milk, but it's all that helped. So training my mind was really sitting there, pitying myself, and it was just, I kind of got sick of myself because no one else is around. So it's like, shut up. <laughs> like, Jeez, you are terrible to be around. So it was finally like, okay, well, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that and stop focusing on all this pain. So it was, it was really, once I was healed enough to stand and be able to walk, um, my friend that actually carried me up the hill, mm-hmm. he said, the car is still down there. Um, we're pulling it up soon, though. Do you want to come see it once we have it up? Oh, my gosh, yes. So he had it in his yard. The passenger side door was, like, smushed shut, so you couldn't open it. Yeah. But he has this big old truck, and he had something connected to it. And he's like, you get in that truck, push the gas, and rip that door off. And it was so much. It was so freeing. <laughs> was like, yes, can't keep me down. Mm-hmm. So I sat in the spot. And that put it into perspective. That's one of my favorite pictures I have. I share it every now and then just to show people like, mm-hmm. what. That's um, amazing. The car was, like, in terrible right. condition. Right. Yeah. Condition. Dirt everywhere. No windows left. And completely smushed out. So it was, 
I really put myself, it was scary at first. I was like, this isn't going to fall or something <laughs> terrible, is it? He's like, no, you're fine. So I like squeezed myself under all the metal to actually sit in the seat where I was. I was like, this is insane. So it was, it was really, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm here for a reason. Yeah. I have things to do still. Those things are not to sit there and just pity myself and feel bad about myself and let's focus on the good. So it started there and it was such a journey to continue with it because it was something bad would happen. I was still on and off with my ex, so a lot of that would come back into it. But I think my car accident really helped me to get away from that situation. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have otherwise. So still to this day, it's, it's a struggle because I do have a naturally pessimistic mind. So it's battling with myself constantly. Oh, you were just so happy all the time. Not really. <laughs> but I make myself. It's, it's easier to, to sit and think about. So if you're ever focusing on something bad, it's just, okay, let's think about three good things. Just name three. Even mm-hmm. if it's one bad thing. I have to go to work today. Okay, let's find three good in that. You have a job, mm-hmm. which you need to survive, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you woke up this morning. Some people don't they're searching for a job and can't find one or don't have the means, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, my work gets free food. So <laughs> for me specifically, it's yeah. easy to find three three things. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. an ongoing thing. I love that. It doesn't yeah. stop. <laughs> well, a lot of people, I feel like, assume that it's easy to be positive and you're always so positive and, oh my gosh, how do I be as positive as you? And it's it's not natural to be so positive. No. <laughs> our, I think our brains are wired almost to be negative, and it's like tricking your brain. Yes. Nope, we're going to do this today. <laughs> hey. We're going to be happy. <laughs> like, put a blindfold. You stop it. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're going to go this way. Not today. <laughs> not today. Because our natural human response is to vent. Yeah. Because, yeah, you got to get it out of your system. You do. I vent. But you got to stop at some point and, mm-hmm. and focus back on the good. So when somebody will come to me venting or... Um, something along those lines, you know, this is happening, this is happening. And it's so funny to me that now my instant response is, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will, like, yes, this is definitely a reason to be stressed out, but at least this in there. Oh, I didn't think about that. Because now it just comes to mind. This isn't <laughs> even my situation, and I just thought of something positive. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pick that one thing that kind of makes you realize this isn't as bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like the, the thought of, well, someone else somewhere has it worse. That's not fair. Pain is relative. Yeah. We all go through things in a different way in a different time. It's it's really just, I guess what you can pull from that is be grateful you're not where someone else is. So you constantly share positive quotes, positive thoughts all over on your social media. Why is that important to you? So that is something before I got big into social media, that is just something I did for myself. So most of my life when I had computer access, mm-hmm. it was I've got to look up quotes. They've always kind of resonated with me. It, even the cheesy ones, like, oh my gosh, but <laughs> it's true still. I do still suffer with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't take anything for it. I've found my own way to kind of manage it. But when I do get down, I get into the pity stage. And I'm like, you know what? Girl, you need some quotes in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I found that that really helps just, I think, really putting effort into finding something happy, which it's simple. Google searching the yeah. right quotes. Mm-hmm. That's weird, but it is putting time and effort into something positive when yeah. you're feeling negative. Yeah. So, and I, I know it helps others. So at the same time, of I posted this for me, mm-hmm. or I found it for me, I should say, and I posted it 
in hopes that it would help someone else. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give to someone that's suffering with depression or um, anxiety? So my my approach, because I do get people reaching out about that, like, what do I do? I don't know where to start. For me, I always say I'm not a professional. I can give you advice on what I've been through and what helps me. But I always say go find a therapist because mm-hmm. therapy is amazing when you find the right therapist. And um, sometimes the only thing that helps people is medication. For me, I've just always been too afraid and my body reacts weird to everything. So mm-hmm. I've just avoided that route. For me personally, yoga. As soon as I kind of stumbled into it, because I hate working out. <laughs> like, obviously, a person that likes snacks in bed and napping is not going to be a huge exercise fan. <laughs> so, other than hiking, that's nature, it's different. I forget I'm walking. But working out's rough. So I said, let's find a lazy way to work out. And that is yoga. So <laughs> once I started doing that and getting stronger, it became like, ooh, I could be good at this. This mm-hmm. is like, got really, I got really into yoga, constantly doing it. It was great. And that in turn led me to meditation, mm-hmm. which I'd go to a couple classes every now and then, or I think what got me into it actually is yoga classes end in a meditation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like this is great. And I, I remember meditating once when I was 18 on the beach and the hour just flew by. We set a timer and all of a sudden an hour had gone by. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I feel so relaxed and rejuvenated. Cool. So meditation you have to really believe it. Don't make fun of it. Go, don't go into it with a negative mind. Just have an open mind about it. And that's, that's been huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the food you're eating has way more of an impact on your health yeah. and your mind and everything than you think. So I personally <laughs> was diagnosed because of, well, Hashimoto's. So that is an autoimmune disease that... There's not tons of knowledge on, so I'm still struggling through a lot of things with it, but Mm -hmm. um, most of the time, it's hereditary, and I do have thyroid conditions in my family, um, but it can be brought on by trauma or Mm -hmm. intense stress. So Mm -hmm. after my ex died, I was so tired, and I just figured that was depression. Yeah. And then after I met Jay, my fiancé, months later, it helped me cheer up. Mm -hmm. We were going out and doing things and kind of reminding me that you still have things to do here. Yeah. (laughs) smile so that and then I was just exhausted all the time I said this isn't normal mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm back in Bakersfield maybe I have valley fever <laughs> so that is what I went to the doctor for I then found out my sister had mono and had let me drink from her cup mm-hmm. so I was like it's mono or valley fever that's it <laughs> so she did some blood work about a week later called me and said first of all you did have mono <laughs> it's gone now so you're good. Oh, good but you got through it without antibiotics so props to you you were probably exhausted. She said, but you have Hashimoto's. Excuse me? She was telling me this over the phone. Like, what is that? <laughs> what language She's are you never speaking been, now? <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> like, you've never been diagnosed? Sure haven't. She said, oh, well, it's um, an autoimmune disease. Oh, <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, it affects your thyroid or can affect your thyroid. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a thyroid is. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. So I made an appointment to come back in. They gave me more information. <laughs> I got a two-page bigger letters, so not tons of information. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of research since then, um, which is really, a lot of doctors don't know about it. So finding that nutrition can help with that. Boom, I cut out gluten, dairy, right then and there. Mm -hmm. And 
in turn, I lost 15 pounds, which is terrifying because if you don't know, I'm small. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, that's not good because gluten yeah. and dairy are both very fattening. Switching my diet like that helped give me more energy mm-hmm. because of my Hashimoto's, but it also kind of cleared my mind from all the just random depressing thoughts that I have more than usual. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's try this. So the more I've kind of researched Hashimoto's and realized that I can't have things like tomatoes, which means I have pesto sauce on my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have t- potatoes, peppers, soy. So no tofu, no soybeans, which I love soybeans. Random things that I yeah. just can't have. So yeah. once I started cutting more of those out, finding what was triggers to me, it really helped my mental health too. It was That's kind of amazing. Didn't change my diet for the, the mental health part, but yeah, it helped in turn. Mm-hmm. Getting outdoors too is huge. It's so... I don't think people realize how often we're indoors. Yeah. Even if, yeah, being out a window, that's great. Look at look at some trees. I know that sounds so weird, but it does help. <laughs> so um, where my house is, I have a really cool view of the sunset. Like there's palm trees mm-hmm. and the sun, I mean, it's probably because of all the smog, but it's beautiful and pink. Yeah. <laughs> so every few nights, at least once a week, I go outside and just sit in a chair and watch the sunset. And it's so small, but it's just really sitting and realizing in that moment where you are mm-hmm. and what got you there, where you've been without really thinking about all of it, just realizing, wow, here I am on this big old planet doing yeah. things. <laughs> it yeah. just kind of brings you back down to away from all your little problems mm-hmm. and okay, there's, there's more out there to, to put my energy into rather mm-hmm. than stress yeah. about things maybe you can't change or yeah. Something like that. Or you can't control. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is, you can't control everything. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> set it free. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you brought up uh, Hashimoto's. Is that how you say it? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is so hard. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up because I know a couple of my friends that struggle with autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And, like, what what is that like? Is it Does it feel like your body is fighting against you? Or, like, is that hard to... Yes. <laughs> So what's funny is I, I don't know how long I've had this, but I feel like I've had it most of my life because Mm -hmm. as a child I'd have random, oh well, if I eat too many eggs, I get a stomachache, which is Hashimoto's, you're not supposed to have eggs. If I eat too many tomatoes, I get a stomachache. When it's not that cold, I am freezing. Mm -hmm. My hair will randomly fall out. Oh no. (laughs) But it's never that thin. It's just like, where does it go? Things like that, just my whole life, it's, that's what Hashimoto's causes. Mm -hmm. So it is completely your body fighting against itself, saying something's not working when it's doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. With Hashimoto's, I'm at the point it hasn't attacked my thyroid yet, so I cannot take medication. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly tired. And I have all these feelings like I, I am either. So you either are hypothyroid or hyper. So either your thyroid's working too well, producing too much, which can cause anxiety, uh, insomnia, because you just have so much energy. Mm-hmm. And then um, hyper is the opposite you're sluggish, you're depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I jump between. So that's it. Oh, <laughs> hop on the Kaylee train. It is exhausting. Jay's like, what's happening? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, let's, we gotta, we gotta clean. I cleaned the whole house. I did this, I did this. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then some days I, as soon as I get home from work, I get into pajamas straight to Netflix. And I've learned that I do need to listen to my body, so I will allow myself. <laughs> All right, you gotta just chill, watch the Netflix, yeah. relax. It's been a struggle of doctors telling me, oh, you have anxiety depression, let's try medication for that, when really the root cause is 
this autoimmune disease mm-hmm. causing all these things thinning hair my eyebrows just fall out like there's no tomorrow <laughs> my skin's so dry but oily at the same time <laughs> okay that makes sense yeah <laughs> it's something too that finally i don't i don't know if i care too much anymore but people have made fun of me mm-hmm. for oh you're gluten free you're following that fad now no, I'll, I will poop my pants. <laughs> I'll, I'll poop my pants, and all these terrible things will happen. That is why I, I told somebody in a pizza place once. The guy made fun of me. Oh, you're following this fad, huh? Mm-hmm. I'll poop right here if I eat that. <laughs> like, stopped. <laughs> Girls don't say that. Girls don't poop. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> yep, I'm being myself here. Sorry, sir. So it's it's been a struggle. Obviously, a lifestyle change, and that's been rough. And I love, I grew up just, I love junk food. Cheeto puffs. Oh, those are my favorite. I'm so glad they're out of my life now, though, because they are not good for you. Um, so it's forced me to be healthy, which is going to force me to live longer. So, hey, there's some more positives, but it is a constant. People will judge you. It's harder to go out to eat because mm-hmm. you can only eat certain things, and then sometimes you're so embarrassed about it, you just eat it, and then you regret it later, and yeah. it's a struggle. Yeah, it's a journey. Hashtag struggle. <laughs> the struggle's real. Yes, so you're real. on the struggle bus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted me to ask? Really just, I just want people to know that life is so hard sometimes, but you just have to keep keep everything in perspective that mm-hmm. really, something I just told a friend is that she felt like she, every step forward, she was taking two steps back. So I said, you know what? A slingshot has to be pulled backwards to shoot forward. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the hardest times in your life will get you to exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Going through the, even less the car accident or my my really bad relationship never in a million years would i imagine i would have an amazing job i'd be modeling i'd be helping people get through their depression getting married and having two cute puppies just it's crazy to me so it's it's really don't focus so much on the bad that's happening now get through it because you will you will get somewhere amazing that you had could never even imagine yeah people always say you know oh i picture my future i'm gonna do this and this and this you have to have goals. You really do. I always like to write down goals I have. A lot of them have come true. It's just kind of putting it into, putting it out to the universe. I don't think. Anything yeah. else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Two more. What does it mean to you to be made for greatness? <sighs> Stop it. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny is I don't, I don't take compliments well. I really don't. Like you can ask anybody that's close with me or like, ooh, you look cute today. <laughs> Stop. Like, I get so weird. <laughs> it's like, oh, you look really cute. Happy birthday. I don't know how to respond. So <laughs> I do know that I, I at least feel that mm-hmm. my struggles were to help others. Of course, it helped myself get to where I am, but I didn't have anyone to help me get here. So mm-hmm. now I can be that person for someone else. So while I'm not, I guess, cocky in any way, I am excited I guess to be able to be that person for people that just kind of wow she's so positive and when I share little bits of my story okay wow (laughs) that's happened and then she's still so positive yeah things exciting I guess (laughs) that that I am here to do something specific most people spend their whole lives looking for their purpose Mm -hmm. and I'm so lucky that I'm so young and I've already found mine like I've always kind of thought I'm here to help people, but now getting into the suicide prevention and working at the job I'm at, it even all ties together with mental health completely, everything I do, (laughs) and using my social media Mm -hmm. to get the message out there and help more people, it's just, it's amazing. 
Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Would you say that you love your life? I absolutely do. Like, I still, it's not perfect. I still struggle. Anxiety, depression, life's things that they throw your way. It's by no means perfect, but it's perfect for me. So mm-hmm. I truly couldn't be happier. Like, me and my, my fiancé and I really don't ever argue. Yeah. And we just get along so well. Mm-hmm and have so much fun and our dogs are a little obnoxious sometimes but they're amazing and it's just it's crazy to me yeah. <laughs> I think I'm still blown away by the fact that this is where I'm at you're like wait what, what? I know. <laughs> like, your life is so great I'm like oh yeah <laughs> it kind of is so. <laughs> it kind of is but you really just it's you have to find that greatness in whatever you're going through mm-hmm. like focusing on on that or if you're not where you want to be keep working your butt off and get there and working towards a goal is is amazing and it doesn't stop even no matter how happy I am with my life I'm going to continue pushing myself yeah (laughs) where can everybody find you if they want to follow you on Instagram well my address I know right (laughs) (laughs) uh hang out at the mall no um so my Instagram oh my gosh what's my Instagram I just changed it more recently so it's kaylee.garber I don't know and that's my Instagram so yeah I have a YouTube channel don't know what that is, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's on my Instagram. So so Kaylee dot Garber. Yeah, Kaylee, so K A Y L E E dot G A R B E R. New last name, but I had to switch early. So <laughs> yes, that is it. Awesome, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank We're you. Done. Oh my goodness gracious, what an angel of a human. Not only is she gorgeous, she's honest and genuine, and she's just such a positive light, and she's honestly just determined to stay positive no matter what happened. I especially loved the part where she was talking about how she was recovering from the car accident and she got sick of herself. She's like, you know what? You're terrible to be around. Let's be positive for a change. That mindset of being positive, focusing on the good, can change your entire life. You guys, I love you and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. There are so many stories like Kaylee's that are just inspiring and empowering. I know you have dreams in your heart and things you want to do in the world, but sometimes it can feel a little frustrating when things get thrown at you when life keeps knocking you down but you guys look what Kaylee did look what she was able to do and make out of her life after that circumstance she's been through a lot and honestly she's just an amazing and strong woman but you can be that too if this episode was encouraging to you at all could you please do me a humongous favor it takes like 30 seconds Could you leave me a review on iTunes? I would appreciate it so much. It helps other people find the show and it's just a nice way to give me a virtual hug. A quick review. Thank you for listening to episode 17 of the Women for Greatness podcast. I will catch you next Wednesday.